Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. I'm like, are you mean girlsing me right now? You pulled a Valentino, you were like, I'd rather not. <laughs> and you have to imagine, little gay 15-year-old Sean thinks that he is hot shit. Let's give it a go, maestro. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sav and Sean show. My name is Sean Duncan. And I am six foot five, currently seeking representation, and... Oh, was that my cue? I don't know, you ended in the middle of a sentence, I'm sorry. Hi, my name is Sav, I am five foot nine, and I am based in an undisclosed location in Central Florida near the equator, and... I don't need to prove anything to you. That will do you so well in the industry. Also, this is our show. Welcome. As the name suggests. It is our show. As the name suggests. Yeah. So this week has been kind of crazy for me. I am out doing the rat race all over again of working in this industry. In case you did not know, Sav and I both do a lot of like creation and stuff like that. We have our own projects that we work on a lot of the time, but we are also actors and some of us are singers and some of us are just fun. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, I, would, I don't know if I would call myself an actor anymore. I'm retired from that. I haven't done that in some time. But that's not true. You were just in a show. That's true. I mean, you wrote it. It, but you were in it. I know, yeah. I was really in it out of necessity because I truly had nobody else. I tried. I asked everyone I knew. I'm screaming. But I guess like I don't consider myself an actor anymore in the sense of like I go out and I audition for things and I book the gig. I don't audition well. I don't like auditioning, which is ironic because as an actor, that is in fact how we get That's the, the job. Gig. Correct. Because there's that like long, mm -hmm. whatever you call it, like the, the adage, I suppose, but it's always like, well, you know, auditioning's the job. Performing is just, you know, the gift. Yep. <laughs> That's really why I... <laughs> started writing my own stuff is because I didn't want to audition anymore. So I said, how can I get out of this? It's hard. But still get a chance to perform every now and then if I want. And so I took probably the most difficult route to get out of auditioning for things. And that is to write, direct, and produce all at the same time. <laughs> I'm still very much in it, right? And I love I, performing. I love performing. I also do not care for auditioning. My anxiety goes through the fucking roof. Yes. It's just, it's really bad. I'm like all shaky all the time. And I've started trying to do this thing where I'll go like, well, you have to walk in as if you already have the job. These people just want to see that you already have the job and just want to see that you're doing a good job and already having the job. Remember, you have it, you have it. What a great mindset. I try, but it's, ooh. I was just at an audition the day before yesterday and I was originally going to submit for this digitally because I'd been out of town, but I was back. And so I was like, oh, if it's easier, because it's silly, but I I think that I'm more fun in the room because when you're looking at something like digitally, you have, people are just seeing like your work. They're not really seeing who you are. There's no room for yeah, it, Yeah, you right? don't get that opportunity to like walk into the room, warm the room up, gauge how the room is already. You don't get to have that hello. You don't get to have that goodbye. It's, you're just another person on a screen 
it takes that kind of like personal touch out of it. So exactly. And I'm charming. I'm not when I'm anxious and under pressure and wanting you desperately to like me, which is often how I feel in audition situations. Uh, so therefore, it's I I'm not charming. I'm very cold and closed off and sweaty <laughs> and nervous. And I stutter a lot. And yeah, it's not a good it was not a good time. I do this thing where I overcompensate. So like, I'll go in and I'll be like, I'm hella nervous, but I want to be super likable. And so I'll be like, hi guys, what's going on? Like, oh, this is so cool. I'm like one of the guys, like we're having fun. But then what ends up happening is I don't rehearse in my mind what they're going to say back to me. Mm -hmm. But then what ends up happening is they'll say something and I don't know how to proceed. And so I'll end up like almost overcutting this. Not in my script. Yeah, exactly. And then that gets kind of awkward because they're like, ah, ha, ha. and I'm like, ah, ha, ha, ha. and it's a whole not what I asked, but thank you so much. So more or less, I would say that, you know, there's some people that you go and you meet and they're like, oh, this is a Tuesday for me. I've got like four other auditions booked after this. And then like a callback and I'm doing something else. Couldn't be me, mama. I'm just not successful. It takes me three hours to mentally prep for the audition, an hour to get ready, probably an hour to commute because a half an hour of that is driving. And then the other half of the hour sitting in the parking lot, like doing deep breathing exercises, then probably an hour or two, you know, waiting my turn, going in, then another half an hour drive back. Then I need to take a nap to decompress from the anxiety. And yes. sometimes I almost feel like I, I was going to have a cardiac event or something. I have to take a shower. I'm so sweaty. Literally. I usually don't audition well. So then I have to expel any memory of it from my mind with meditation. <laughs> it's really bad. And then try and dissociate from the idea of wanting a callback or getting the yeah, job to begin with. And then it's I'll crazy. Just start looking up different career opportunities on indeed.com. <laughs> Time for a full 180 shift. I love that for you. I do this thing too in like preparation where I'll like, I'll be scouring for auditions, which is hard enough to begin with. You're like two hours in, you see everything that isn't your type. And you're like, cause also typing is wild. And you're like, ooh, and everything's just a headline. So you see a headline, you're like, oh, that would be good for me. And then it's not you. And you're like, okay, just kidding. So that's hard. And then finding something like if you're singing that's in your book that fits the, the type of what you're looking for, but then also makes you stand out enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like the, the way that I've booked most of my work that I've gone with has just been me seeing what an audition calls for and being like, how can I put a little spin and flair on this that like puts some of my personality in there? It's just a mess. It's tough out there. It is. Couldn't be me. In the words of the incomparable philosopher Olivia Rodrigo, God. It's brutal out here. I am not an actor, no. I don't have to deal with it. <laughs> it's crazy too, like when you think about like what is a good audition. I guess when I think about it, like everybody has an idea. You see like high school musical or whatever. Like mm -hmm. auditioning is something that's talked about in pop culture all the time on like mm -hmm. shows and movies, fame, a chorus line, all that shit. But then you see somebody who just shows up and sings really well, but they have no like characteristic to them. And so it's like, I have 65 more of these. I'm not really going to remember you. Yeah. So it's like, what builds into like a good audition? I think it, there's a lot that goes into having a good audition, which is what makes auditions so challenging is because it's such a short period of time to, as you said, prove that you already have this role, that you know this character, that you are this character when you probably haven't had a lot of preparation time as well. Yeah. So something that I look for, like as a director, when I'm looking through auditions is more of an ability to connect to the material, I think, um, however short it may be. And if 
it's not, you know, yeah. a monologue or anything like that, if it is a song, you know, just I want to be able to like see expression and acting all the way up to the eyes. You know what I mean? I think it's yeah. I would much rather see a really strong performer who's just an okay singer, but an incredible actor that really sells the song rather than like the most amazing singer I've ever heard who like is giving nothing in the face because they're just focused on the vocal quality or like all the tricks or runs or whatever schmutz they can do with it, you know? Talk about my entire resume, mama. <laughs> so yeah, I just want to be able to believe you, I think. I'm not a casting director. I just am someone who does far too many things herself. Love that. I had a really great audition, which was rare for me. Really <laughs> great audition for a theater season yeah. several years back when I really was hitting the grind. And it was far and beyond one of the best auditions I've ever had. Vocally slayed. Love. I had two monologues. My first one, great. Made him laugh. Second monologue, this really dark, really twisted kind of dramatic monologue. And I'm getting through it. She's broody. She's spooky. And I can tell they're in it and they're in it with me. And I've got like three lines of this fucking monologue left. Mm -hmm. Fucking director's at the table, his phone rings, and he didn't have it on silent. Did he answer? No, he like turned it off, but like his ringer fucking went off in the middle. Somebody called Patty Lapone. Yeah, but like the moment it happened, I could tell, broke everyone's focus. Like I tried to stay in it, but like, man, it was, yeah. I was so frustrated by that. It was so annoying because I, I never have a good audition. You ruined it for me. <laughs> it's funny too, because that's one thing that's cool about virtual is that you could just do like 50 takes and then see what works out well. Yeah, I love the ability to have more than one chance. Love I am a, a second or third chance kind of gal. <laughs> yeah, gotta get comfy in it. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day when you'd just be in a room with a bunch of other people, and I swear to God, it's like a Western fucking standoff because you're sitting there with people that you've worked with before. Maybe you're like, this is the first time you've auditioned for something with this group of people. And so you're all a bunch of strangers, whatever, or like six degrees of separation we always say like you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody whatever who knows someone I know yeah exactly but you're sitting there in this room and it's almost like near 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 hi what are you here for everybody's sizing everybody up always and it's always those fake bitches too who are like oh wow that's like a really cute shirt i'm like are you mean girlsing me right now the cloyingly sweet like you look so cute right now yes and it sucks too because like that shouldn't be the culture where it's like you should just be happy for people and like if they do well they do well but like it is it's not a competition but it's a competition you know everybody wants the job oh it, it's a competition for a job yeah that's yeah. I mean, that's what it is. At the end of the day, there are 300 people there for exactly. a job that maybe has 10 spots open. Right. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. And there's always like different archetypes of people at auditions. Like mm -hmm. depending on what audition it is, I always went to like musical theater auditions, right? And so yeah. there's always different kinds of people. There's the ones that kind of like the sharks, they kind of like scope and circle. And like you said, they kind of go up and make, make little kind of sweet comments, but you know that right. they're just kind of like sizing you up and kind of talking shit about you. They're in that royal blue peplum dress. They have the full pony, mm -hmm. big reusable Starbucks With cup. probably like a big white bow or something or a big white scrunchie. Massive mm -hmm. fucking binder. They oh, said, yeah. I'm every type. I can do anything. What do you want to It's one of see? those like three inch three ring binders. Like it's oh, it's massive, yeah. mama. Yeah. She's And thick. then there's always like the ones that are like stretching. Oh my God. Not even a dance call. For a vocal Not even call. a dance call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like in the corner like just really intensely like in a straddle or something crazy oh my god and then there's the people that are warming up 
just in the holding room. So like not even trying. So like sometimes it's like lip trills and like sirens. And then other times it'll be like full on people belting their songs like in front of everybody. And you're like, like maybe they'll go up in like a little corner around the hall, but like still at the top of their lungs. Yes. Mama, we get it. You can hit the high D. Like we get it. (laughs) I love the straw girlies because they will be sitting there. Ironically, I have a straw right here. They'll be sitting there and they'll just like doing whatever. And they're like, girly pop. I love the breath support. I lo- everybody's got their their vibes. Everybody's got their moods. Everybody's got whatever. But oh my god, it is impossible to focus. I like the ones with the Darth Vader masks. That's singing to them, yeah, and then you don't hear anything. I like that. That's They get my respect. I do like that. Because I respect needing to warm up, but I also like, not in my space. Go away. I'm screaming. Away. It sounds like we're ripping apart the entire industry, but like, this happens. No, no, I get it. Everyone must do what they gotta do. If that's your vibe, that's your vibe. That's why I don't do it anymore. So I don't have to I'm do screaming. <laughs> Sorry. I had this audition, and ironically, it very much 180'd my life because it led to another decision that we won't go into. But oh. I, a couple months ago, was in my place up in Virginia and the next thing that I wanted to do was a cruise. I really wanted to do a cruise contract. I've done a bunch of like resort and theme park work. I just love the idea of being able to travel because that's all that this year was about. It was about travel and like, okay. Exploring the world. Yeah, we're going to go out on the ocean. We're going to have a nice time. We're going to go overseas. Yes. Literally over the sea. (laughs) (laughs) But above the water, not underneath. That's a whole other can of worms, mama. <laughs> Far. Sorry, Celine. So I wanted to go out in the ocean, have a nice time. Everything was going to be great. And there were these two calls for this one cruise line. And I missed the deadline for one of them. But the other one was still there. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll just go in for this other one. And like the first one was completely my wheelhouse. It was like improv actor with like some activity. Like that's Sean's bread and butter. But this other one was like a vocal call. I'll like, I'll take my appointment. I'll be in and out in five minutes. It'll be fine. Whatever. It's about a two hour drive to go to where I was going. So I was like, that's fine. I'll do some prep work. I'll pull some contrasting songs out of my book that I'm like comfy with and we'll show up. We'll do what we need to do. And I was told like, if they like you, they'll keep you into a dance call. I was like, oh my God, I really got to be on top of these songs because, you know, actor first, singer second, dancer third, but that second and third are saying a lot. Like, <sighs> actor first, mama. Let me let me make you laugh, mama. Yeah, literally. Let me make you laugh and then we'll go and you can see that I'm a terrible dancer, but I'm fine. I'm screaming, but I'm fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fun. So I get there. And there's like two people ahead of me, whatever. One girl leaves. And, you know, sometimes when you go to an audition or like anything, a job interview, whatever, and you're just living your life and you come to the realization that you're just not good at something, (laughs) which like, hey, that's real. That's real life, mama. Yes. So I'm seated. And I I just was not in the same caliber as the rest of the people here, which was interesting because of where this audition was located. I was like, oh, wow, pleasantly surprised. But I'm seated and I hear this girl go in and the paper thin door. I have to think that like uh, somewhere, somebody, there's a conspiracy where the architects of dance studios are like, yo, we need to make these doors like paper thin. So anybody who is nervous. Yeah, so they can hear if the teachers are yelling. Yeah, exactly. Teachers are yelling. They can hear if somebody's doing well. They can hear if somebody's doing badly. Like, you know, whatever. It's like a rule. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I can hear everything they're saying 
clean as day. And I'm like 10 feet away also from the door to this room. So like I can hear everything. And she's bubbly and she's wonderful. And they ask her to sing and she pulls out the most beautiful rendition of I have nothing I have ever heard in my entire life. And I, <laughs> it was, and then I want to dance with somebody. Like it was like beautiful. They asked her to sing both. It was, they didn't stop her. They were like, it's a 32 bar, but ma'am, please take us to church. Like goes through the entire thing. And I'm gooped. I'm more than anything. <laughs> I'm happy for her because I'm like, oh, like, what am I doing here? But also like you booked. And not in that way where it's like, girl, you bugged. Like, no, she bugged. So she sings. She's like kind of mousy. And in the way that she leaves, she's like, thank you guys so much. And then like leaves. Like she didn't just lay the house down. Literally. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. The guy at the thing is like, oh, can I have your contact information? I was like, wow. we. Can I have your autograph? I mean, sorry, your contact information? Literally. So I'm like, okay, great. Now I get to go in. And the songs (laughs) that I chose for this were songs that I was like, okay, I don't have like a pop voice. I would say when I'm like, when I sing well, it's like pop rock, punk-ish, like is like my wheelhouse, right? So I was like, what do I have? What do I have? What can I bring? And I have this karaoke standard that I love called uh, Disease by Matchbox 20. I am familiar. Yes, you've had to hear it millions of times. And I was like, I sound good in this. I was like, it doesn't show incredible range, but it is kind of growly. And, you know, I can can pull it out, whatever. I can act disease. (laughs) Exactly. And then the other option that I had, uh, I was sort of like phoning between the two. I had Zombie by the Cranberries available. And I was like, uh, we have bad history with this song. I don't really want to. Uh, because again, it was very like rock heavy, but very um, top of my range, but I could like scroll tape, but I didn't think it would be a good idea. So I went with Haven't Met You Yet by Michael Buble. And I was like, this I've sung a million times before. This is fine. A logical jump from zombie. I, I go in and I get through. By the way, when I say I get through, I, did, I didn't mean I made, made it through the cuts. Oh, you finished I, the song. I <laughs> oh, oh, I, I see. Oh, see. Okay. Oh, see. I just said. Okay. I'm standing there. And literally, as soon as I finish my second cut, they go, thank you so much. Which, of course, that's how these end <clears> is when the they don't want to see anything more from you. So I was like, okay, great. And I walk over to get my book from the accompanist who is behind them. So I have to like walk past them. And as I go to grab my book, they again go, no, thank you so much. And I'm like, I'm leaving. I'm going. Obviously did not ask me to stay for the dance call or anything like that. And so, uh, and what's really, really great is that there was parking right out front. It was like 15 minute parking. I was in and out mama. I did not... (laughs) to put any money in that meter she said thank you so much that's the universe baby she said you didn't need this job oh yeah well see funny enough uh because of that i said okay well let me go audition for this other thing that i kind of don't really want but i feel like it is definitely in my wheelhouse and i did and i booked and it wasn't great so you know maybe don't make broad life decisions when you have one bad audition Maybe. Maybe. Just maybe. So 
as I've mentioned, I don't audition very well. And I don't know why. I never have. It's never been something I've been good at. So I don't really know truly how I've booked as many things as I have. That's a lie. Half of them were because I knew the director and they called me and were like, hey, do you want to do the show? And I was like, absolutely, yes, say less. It's who you know, mama. Correct. <laughs> I've skated by my entire <laughs> career based on who I know. I get very nervous. I get very self-conscious. I just don't have a lot of confidence when I do it. And it's mostly in my vote ability like my acting I feel solid in my dancing I feel solid in it's always just been my singing which I don't really know why because I don't I'm not like a bad singer no you're not but there is one audition that really does outshine the rest in terms of just the worst audition I've had for anything ever we gotta keep them humble mama so i was auditioning for another season yet again for a different theater which in retrospect i'm kind of glad i didn't get the opportunity to work with this specific theater so i show up and i actually felt pretty good going into the room because it was like really they only had like three or four people in at a time maybe less than that it was like one person in the room singing and maybe two of us on deck in the lobby and then they would just text people like to come in and or like it was timed out or something like that so everything ran very much on time there was not a lot of people there I didn't feel that pressure of like feeling a lot of people watching me even though no one is ever usually watching but whatever <laughs> so I go into the room and I get the company my book I say hello I get up on the stage and it was for a pop rock like contemporary musical what was the show I was auditioning for it was like two different sh- it was like that and singing in the rain or something like that so I was auditioning for the pop rock show <laughs> The song that I gave the accompanist was one that I had practiced before with my voice teacher. (laughs) Yeah. Who I had worked diligently with on my audition confidence and my vocal ability. Um, And my vocal ability did improve. My audition confidence kind of evolved. I would say evolved. I'd say evolved. Yeah. However, the moment this accompanist started playing, I don't know if maybe this was a different version of this song in a different key, or maybe. I don't even remember if maybe like I had printed off the lyrics online really quick and had printed a different key, but I very quickly realized that he was playing in a key that was not the key that I had practiced in, which is like rule number one. The song was alone and it was the last two lines of the bridge leading into the chorus was my cut. (sighs) And to preface this, let me say on my best day, my best healthiest vocal day i'm like maybe an alto one okay maybe (laughs) i can belt on a really 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 good day and i've warmed up and i'm really healthy but like i'm not a soprano i'm not a high belter i love a good alto harmony i was an alto two in choir all throughout middle and high school like that was my jam okay okay and so this song was like a brassy like rock pop belt and i i practiced it and i knew it and i was singing it and it was in the wrong key and i'm like well I have no other choice but to just gotta commit gotta sing it (laughs) so I'm singing it and I'm at you know till now the beginning of the chorus I always got my and I'm like oh my god it's high it's high and I'm like in my head going oh no like the big note is coming like what do I do because this is already like pushing it mama yeah the version of this song that didn't exist I guess or whatever that I practiced with my voice teacher I was able to hit that final note that big last note and I knew I wasn't gonna be able to in this but then i like had a brain aneurysm a surge of confidence where i was like maybe i'll just go for it and like see what happens maybe i'll, like, just, maybe I'll just hit it like the adrenaline this is my smash moment me. yeah we'll just and I'll, it'll be <laughs> my moment to hit this note 
under pressure with with you know the lights beating on me with all of them watching me and I get to that and now it chills me to that and I try to hit the word bone and I hit B and then my voice just turns to like air like just straight <laughs> like like it there's no sound like and it's it's so <laughs> bad and so like not even the piano could like really cover up it like it wasn't a crack it was like an absence of singing you know what i mean like like it was so bad Sean. i was looking at the table of like three four casting directors and every single uh-huh. one of them like looked at their paper immediately after like could not look me in the eyes like because it was so <laughs> bad and i was so embarrassed oh and then God. i just finished the rest of the song the hell did i get you in the wimpiest, <laughs> saddest little falsetto you ever heard in your life. And I grabbed oh my, my book God. and I scurried out of there. And then I called my mommy <laughs> and then I cried. And I was so <laughs> embarrassed. It was horrible. It was by far the worst audition for anything I've ever had. You know what's so funny? I have also auditioned for that same theater. This was, uh, honestly, what? I'm 20- This was 10 years <gasps> ago. Audition for this theater and uh it was for they were doing something i literally think it was the music man and they needed like teens and i also went in and i was singing from how to succeed in business without really trying one of like the most popular songs from it was it what was it self-made man or whatever uh i believe in you oh i also had it in the wrong key and Kiss of death, truly. It really is. Literally. Four steps higher than it should have been. Oh, Lord, I have mercy. I did not pick up on it. At, like, I was like, oh, God. And then did the audition, right? We did the cut. It was fine. The casting director at the time was actually kind of nice to me and was like, look, we know you can sing, but because the, <laughs> because the key was so high, I just did it an octave below, which ironically was like perfectly in the middle of my range. But... <laughs> He was like, we just want to hear it in the key. And I was like, you pulled a Valentino. You were like, I'd rather not. (laughs) No, I didn't. I said, okay, let's try. And keep in mind, delusions of grandeur. Because similar to you, I was like, okay, I'll do it. Let's give it a go. Maestro. (laughs) I had a performance later that night. So I was like, I've given myself enough time to do this audition. Maybe be called back. And you have to imagine little gay 15 year old Sean thinks that he is hot shit. And so he's like, "Hmm, okay. I was like a little crack in the veneer. That's fine. I'll sing it in the proper key. I'll get called back. They'll hold me to read and then I'll go do my performance and I'm thriving. Well, I sing it in the proper key. Which, by the way, all falsetto. Like, there you are. Yes, there's that face. It was bad. Anyway, get all the way through it. And they're like, thank you. And I'm like, of course. So I leave the room. And they're like, they're not dismissing anybody yet. So I sit down. And I go to the person who's like ushering everybody. And I'm like, I'm so sorry to be a bother. I do have a performance later on this evening. So I don't mean to rush anybody. But I would just like to know how long we'll be here. And she said, oh, no, you're free to go, mom. (laughs) And I was gooped. I couldn't even drive. My dad was in the car downstairs and I was gooped. I said, oh, oh, okay. Are you sure? And then I just left. I would have 
killed myself. <laughs> this close. Oh. Another really terrible thing that I did, and this will be like the last story. I had another audition as a teen that, and I'm pissed too, because when I was young, I was so handsome. I had gotten like glamour shots done. I wanted my parents to pimp me out so I could end up on some decom or something and I could be a little micro celebrity. I, that's what I wanted more than anything. And my family was like, no, why would you do that? And my parents were actors, so it didn't make any sense to me anyway. So in my teen years where I could finally start making decisions for myself, I also auditioned for this other company that I didn't know was pay to play. And for those of you who don't know, a pay to play company is basically like you audition in like a youth program type deal, but then you essentially pay like a tuition. It's kind of like a camp, um, but you're like putting the show on. You're not receiving any compensation. You're paying to be a part of it. And I did not know this, but thank God I bombed this audition. Again, so, the universe is saying, you know she what? She was looking out for me. So Smash, like I mentioned earlier, was really, really popping off at this point. If you haven't seen it, please go watch it. It's only two seasons. It's still very good. It holds up. Regrettably, only two seasons. <laughs> Regrettably, only two. The biggest number from the show, like in the first season, was a song called Let Me Be Your Star. Yeah, it was the song and all the marketing and like mm -hmm. it was the, the song, you know, it was the let it go of Smash. Yeah, exactly. And little gay Sean went into this audition room with that that song in its original key, which by the way is a duet. Opened my book, I gave it to the accompanist, I said, I am ready. And uh, and thank God I didn't get a call back for that, but I thought I was everything. I was like, fade in on a girl. Like it was a whole, whole thing. Oh my. Anyway, if you like what you just heard, please feel free to rate, review, and subscribe to our show. Please give me the job of your favorite podcaster. God, I hope I get it. If you'd like, you can follow us on Instagram at the underscore Sav and Sean underscore show. If you want to, you can follow me personally on Instagram at Anthony underscore clams. Lord of the barnacles. And Savannah, where can the listeners find you? You can find me on Instagram at Savannah underscore Peterson. I've got a link tree in my Ooh. bio now. You can just click there. It will take you to my TikTok, my website, my YouTube that I don't really use anymore, but there's some fun, you know, career highlights in there if you want to cover of royals that will blow you away <laughs> that's actually on private now i'm actually pretty sure I oh no i bullied you into it i'm um, sorry <laughs> yeah or if you don't feel like going to instagram you can check out my website savannapeterson.com i recently gave it an update so it's got a little bit of a fresh look if you want to give it a little little looky loo see what's up over there i definitely recommend a desktop view on that one but you know, I did what I could with the mobile view and we made it work and she's cute. So yeah, other than that, I'm probably, you know, eating a late night snack in the cold, harsh light of my fridge. One could even say alone. <laughs> you know, till now, I always got by on my own. This could have been the Sav show and it would have been just fine. I never really cared until I met you. Other, if it, if without me, you're the Ann Sean show, so. That chills me to the bone. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye.